to Joseph to hear for uh, preaching. My husband normally does it, but he had uh, a lot of fatigue expected this week, and he is getting a lot of pain from uh, the moving surgery. So he asked me to fill in for him this morning. The title for my message is New Beginnings, Adventures Ahead. And I know a lot of people who are embarking on adventures. And when you go to an amusement park, you get on the roller coaster or whatever the attraction is, because you're looking for that thrill. And as we close out another year, it's been recalled by this pamphlet to out the year things that you've accomplished, things that you wish you had accomplished that while you're, I guess, the bucket list or your New Year's resolution or things that you're going to do that year. And I feel like we I stopped making a list of things that we wanted to do because most of the time I didn't lose the weight that I wanted to do. I didn't get more active in the gym or a lot of other things. And uh, there are just a lot of things that I used to plan on doing for New Year's resolutions and it just didn't always work out the way I was expecting, so I learned let God do the directing for what He wants me to accomplish. As long as I do what He wants me to accomplish, then that's good enough. And then there are some times that we look at what we've accomplished and realize that that wasn't exactly what the picture I had in mind for what I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to see it turn out differently. So there's some things that we learn we're not going to do this again and live better because of not repeating the mistakes. So it's a time for learning the good times and a time to try to forget the not so good times. And in magazines and newspapers, social media, we start seeing all these things about what the latest celebrity did, uh, court cases that happened, things that politicians did, things that are whether they're good or whether they're bad, the main thing is we see things that have happened throughout the course of the year. Who is the first baby of the year? Who is the last baby of the year? And so on and so forth. Today's a good day to review the book of Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon, King Solomon, in fact, uh, King David's son. So join with me as uh, we read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And there is a little bit of uh, reading. I'm not going to ask you to stand. There's a verse or two to work in, but I know sometimes it gets pretty cold. So, for everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to pluck up, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to uh, care, not uh, care, and a time to sow, 
I tried to keep silence and turn to speak. I tried to love and tried to hate. I tried for war and tried for peace. So essentially, there's a time for pretty much anything for everyone. Uh-huh. And although I don't recommend I think in the past, I know that we need to take time to review our past and what things have happened. Doing so can bring back pleasant memories of good times. However, it can also bring back the not-so-pleasant memories as well. We have to use wisdom and balance in our thought life so that we don't stay stuck in our past. I know that um, when somebody we love and care about has passed away, we tend to think of them and miss them, especially at times of holidays. But we can't stay there in our sorrow. We have to move on. We can't think about, well, if I had it to do it all over again, I would have done it a different way because that <coughs> doesn't get us very far. I mean, it's nice to think about, but to dwell on it, to stay dwelling on it, we aren't going to get as much positive things accomplished. So with the transition between the old year and the new year, we must deal with a variety of memories and emotions. And as much as we may want to, we cannot stay in our past. And the things that I would love to continue to keep doing, I would love to stay retired. I uh, got out of retirement last fall when the Pearl School District asked me to come back to work. And there have been some good, positive things that have happened because of it, but I do miss the freedom of being retired and being able to do things when I want to and not have to worry about asking permission to get off work to go to doctors or whatever. But on the other hand, there have been some good, positive things that have come about, and I've got to meet a lot of people at the school district and teachers, parents, kids. Things that I wouldn't have if I hadn't had to retire. So time will go on whether we're ready for it or not. And then for me personally, I've enjoyed the last two weeks of Christmas vacation. And the idea of going back to work on Tuesday is like, oh, do I have to? But yes, I have to. And all of us have things that we have to do. We can't stay in the vacation mode or you know, celebrating Christmas and doing different holidays. We have to get back to the business at hand, our normal lifestyle, whether it's a job we have to do or uh, different situations, that routines that we are in. So whether or not we are ready for it, we have to resume life after New Year's Day. It's not going to be the nice, easy pace of the holidays, it's going to be back to the speedy uh, things, speedy things that we're very regularly doing. So there are new adventures ahead for all of us as individuals, as well as the church. Change is a part of life. It starts when we're babies, and we're always changing and growing. Otherwise, people would be worried about us if we stayed a baby all of our lives. We would be panicking, thinking, why isn't my baby eating or uh, getting, gaining more weight? Why is my baby not doing 
might ever discuss with you at certain ages. And same thing with mentally and emotionally. If we don't grow mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, then there's got to be something wrong for why we're not changing the way we should be changing. From the spiritual aspect, if we're not growing and advancing spiritually, where's the backslide? I mean, a lot of times we want to say, well, it's okay if I'm not advancing my leaps and bounds and just holding my high hand. But eventually, if you're not moving forward and advancing, you'll find that you're getting left behind. And spiritually speaking, I don't want anybody to be left behind. I want us to be moving forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And that includes me as well. Because if you're not moving forward spiritually, if you're not continuously reading the Word of the Bible, if you're not continuously praying, you'll find that you tend to feel spiritually dry and wonder, well, why is it when I read the Bible, I'm not getting anything out of it? Why is it when I'm praying, am I not seeing any results from my prayers? And it's usually if when you find yourself in those situations, it's because you have to ask yourself, what happened? What did I do and not do? Reminds me of the illustration that I read back, oh, it was many years ago, about this married couple that they used to sit right next to each other back in the days where um, we didn't have bucket seats. And then after a series of years, they started moving apart until the wife is sitting right next to the door and because the husband is right behind his cup speed driving the car. And the wife said, what is the matter with us? You used to be so close. And he said, I haven't moved. I'm still driving a car. And the point being is that somehow or another over the course of time, she started drifting away from her husband. So it's like that with our relationship with Jesus. That if we're starting to feel spiritually dry, we're having trouble even wanting to read the Bible, most of the time it's because we haven't been daily spending time with Jesus. Because the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you love him, the more you want to be with him. It's kind of like when my husband and I were dating, how we wanted to spend as much time with each other as possible. The idea of having to wait till the next day to see each other got harder and harder. Same thing with us spiritually. When we don't have that hunger and that desire to spend time with the Lord, odds are good that we're going to start drying up spiritually. And or Christian, we backslide. We can't stay on the mountaintop where we're having the really feel-good experiences. We can't stay in the valley. We've got to be moving forward. Whether that direction is up, down, that's up to the Lord. The main thing is, is that we have to stay in motion in our advancing relationship to the Lord. And if we're turning the calendar from 2023 to 2024, we're going to be facing new adventures. And like I was sharing earlier, if God told us ahead of time what we would be dealing with, it might scare us. It might be hard for us to deal with. So it's a, probably a blessing. 
the work of this man at the time of his death. God has borne for each of us as individuals as well as our church body. And as Ecclesiastes uh, tells us, there is a season or a time for everything. And when we try to get ahead of God, it's not going to work out very well. Just take a look at uh, Abraham and Sarah. They thought, well, God said, we're going to have a child. So since Sarah's so old, and Abraham's so old, then, you know, we'll just help God out. We'll let, follow the custom of the time and let the handmaid be the one that becomes the surrogate mother. And ever since that happened, as we know, generations later, we have the case of the Jews and Arabs and the conflict over Israel. All because Abraham and Sarah thought they knew better than God and they weren't going to help God out by doing what was acceptable at the time in their culture. So when we try to help God out and we try to get ahead of him, we can expect something similar. It may not be necessarily uh, right away. It may be over a course of time. But we will learn from our mistakes and wish we had helped God out. God wants to be the one providing for us, directing us, and if we will listen to him, if we spend time with him, we're going to be able to know when is the right time. And I know for me especially, I don't always like hearing God say no. And I definitely am not crazy about wait. I always want the yeses. But God has the no's and the not yet for a reason. He wants us to have the best. And sometimes we think we'd be happy just settling for what is available right now. But God wants to give us something better. We need to be willing to wait for whatever it is. In the case of uh, numerous changes in people's lives, we can look at uh, the Bible in the Old Testament. God told Abraham to leave his relatives and move where God was going to take him. God didn't tell him exactly where he was going to take him to. He just said, I want you to go where I'm leading you. And that took an act of obedience. Later, in the case of Noah, God told him to build an ark and put his family in it, along with two of every animal. He probably went through a lot of persecution and ridiculing of people saying, Rain, it's raining. It hadn't been no rain. How are we supposed to know about rain? Much less a flood. I mean, Noah, come on, get quicker. And of course, it took time to build that ark. So Noah was having to deal with this persecution for who knows how many months, years. But when the time came, when that time of God was right, God had civilization to start animals. And Noah and his family got on that ark. And they had to wait for God to take them to where they wanted to be. They got out too soon, they were going to be swimming. So obviously they just didn't leave the ark whenever they felt like it. Or they were they were dreading it. Later in history, Moses led the Israelites to the promised land that God had promised them. And because they didn't want to do things God's way, they had to go the long way around. 
Consequently, sometimes God uses unique places or situations. And again, when we try to get a hold of, get ahead of God and do things our way, it's not going to be working out the way that God ultimately plans. There's always a plan B, but why would we want a plan B if we have plan A? And that's something that I know all of us have to work on, is what is God's plan A, the best plan? In the New Testament, we see where Jesus' disciples had job changes. It was to be fishermen, tax collectors, among the other jobs. But they had to give up their job in order to follow Jesus. They couldn't continue to be what is known today in bilocation. If you're not with Jesus, then you're not going to be able to do the same things that he wants you to do. Now, in our situation, different story. God wants us in different places so that we have more ministry opportunities. Later in the New Testament, we find Paul traveling around in his ministry after he became a Christian. He had been a great religious leader. He knew the Bible backwards and forwards. But after he got saved, God started taking him to different places that he might not have gone otherwise. The changes in our lives may be gradual, or they may be all of a sudden. God does things differently on a case-by-case basis. And this church has gone through a lot of change over the years. And I know that uh, Brother Marvin has told me about this church wasn't always at our current location. And that uh, this building that we're in now is not always been a church. It's been a funeral home. It's been a school. It's been, I'm not sure about all else. But maybe this, this building that we're in has gone through changes over the years. And our church has gone through changes depending on who the pastor was. Things that uh, happened when Brother Washburn was the pastor, things that happened when Brother McNabb was the pastor, or Sister Boyles, or various different people, pastors. The, some of the pastors will be the same, but some will be changing. We can expect new changes in our church in the next year, just as we will experience new changes in our church in years. I know that uh, we are undergoing a change in next month, we are going to be transitioning from being a packed church under new beginnings in Cuernavaca to being a packed church with uh, Secret Assembly of God, and that our presbyter has plans to uh, help grow our church so that we can become a sovereign body again. And I'm not too sure of all of the details, but I know that I'm looking forward to becoming a sovereign body where we don't always have to ask a parent church, can we do this, can we do that, or can we spend money on this or that, that kind of situation. And we'll have a normal organization for our church body. The only thing that we will have as a constant factor with all of our changes is God. If we stay close to God, if we continue to serve Him and obey Him and love Him, then that will be our constant. God will always be the same. 
His love for us will always be the same. It is a direction and a plan for our lives as well as for our church, and he wants to use all of us individually as well as corporately. So as we prepare for the new year, we need to remember the past, but hold on to it loosely so that we can move forward to the new adventures that God has for us. God only knows what the new adventures are and when it's time, he'll tell us. But we need to be flexible and obedient to what God tells us to do. We have to trust that God is doing what needs to be done in our lives as well as in the life of our church. It's good to make plans and have goals, but if God has other plans, then we must be willing to set them aside to do what God wants us to do. We may enjoy the comfort of being able to wear the same old, same old, but sometimes we're not going to get the change we need if we're always doing it the way we've always done it. And when we become Christians, we give God permission to change us and to use us as he sees fit. Frequently, this involves leaving our comfort zone. And what that comfort zone is, it's different for each and every one of us. When we say yes to God, we must allow for God to lead us in new directions. So that if God, for some reason, were to suddenly tell you to go next door to your neighbor and talk to them about the Lord, would you willingly do that? Or if there's somebody at Walmart or HEB or wherever that God speaks to your heart to talk to them, now, personally, I'm not exactly fond of going up to strangers and suddenly start talking to them. But when the Holy Spirit starts doing with your heart to do it, then all of a sudden it's not that uncomfortable of a thing to do. But the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. It's going to be a more natural thing to do. And at this time, I invite you to join me in prayer at the altars of where you're sitting. And I invite you to seek God for what he plans in our life in 2023. Anybody there? Okay, so.